Welcome to God Mode, living life undefeated. Join us each week as Pastor Chris delivers a message to encourage, challenge, and empower you to live life in God Mode. All messages can be listened to at www.godmode.life. Let's join today's message. Hey everybody, so glad that you could join us on God Mode today. I'm excited to share with you part four of our message series on miracles called When Pigs Fly. What are we going to talk about today? I want to talk to you today about the miracle of provision. Let's be honest, for so many of us, money can be tight at times. How many of you say you know what I'm talking about? For example, you might be a single parent trying to raise three kids. And it seems like there's often so much more month than there is money. Or you may, may make a relatively strong income. I mean, you might have six-figure income. And yet you're still working to make ends meet because the expenses are so high. You're paying off student loan debt. You've got medical debt. You've got car payments. You've got kids and their activities. And you're doing everything you can just to stay above water. It can be very difficult in our culture today because money often seems really, really tight. I want to walk into this message today and help bring a word of encouragement as we look at different stories of provision in Scripture. The good news is that there are actually countless number of stories where people feared that they didn't have enough. And if you're taking notes, this is the good news. In every story of need, there is a miracle of provision. All through scripture, every time you see a story of need, you also see a miracle of provision over and over and over again in the gospels. I mean, whenever there was thousands of people who were hungry on a hillside and the disciples cry out to Jesus, what are we going to do? And Jesus says, you feed them. And the disciple says, but we only have some loaves and some fishes. And Jesus takes the loaves and the fishes, lifts it up to heaven, blesses them, God multiplies them, provides for everyone, even to the point where there are 12 basketfuls left over. Why 12 basketfuls? In my opinion, it's that so that each disciple could take home a doggy bag to realize the miraculous provision of a very faithful God. In the Old Testament, the prophet Elisha was talking to a widow who was scared of her future. She felt like she didn't have enough. The prophet asked her, what do you have? And she says, I don't have anything much at all. And maybe you feel like this. She simply said, I have this small jar of olive oil. And he asked her to pour it into some containers. And as long as she had containers, God miraculously provided from very little, he multiplied it into very, very much. See, whether it's from bread from heaven, whether it's meat delivered by birds, maybe it's a giant fish provided to rescue a rebellious man named Jonah. In every story of need, there is a miraculous provision. There's a story of a woman, the single mom, always struggled to make ends meet. But this woman deeply believed in God, and she would pray out loud all the time. Jesus, I believe you're going to meet my needs. And the neighbors would hear it every day. And there was this one guy who lived next door who hated God, utterly hated God. And this woman drove him crazy. 
So finally, one day she said, you know, I'm going to mess with this woman. So I'm going to go to the grocery store and buy some grocery store and groceries. And that's what he did. And he put three bags of groceries hid behind the door. So when the lady come home and saw the groceries on the front door, she threw up her hands. Jesus, I knew you were going to meet my needs. And he jumps out and says, you fool. God didn't provide those groceries. I provided those groceries. God is not good. He doesn't exist. She looks at him and throws her hands up again. Oh, Jesus, you're better than I thought. You provided my needs and you made the devil pay the bill. I mean, really, that's the good news. And I want to encourage you. In Philippians 4.19, Paul gave some great news to the church in Philippi. And my God will meet it. Say it. I know some of you know it. He will meet what? All your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Do you know that your God is the giver of all good things? The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from him. And yet, before we dive into the idea of God being a miraculous provider, we have to acknowledge something we just saw in Scripture. And that is this. God promises to meet your needs. He never promised to provide your wants. Never. And yet we tend to struggle with this idea of where God, because we kind of misinterpret what we're expecting them to do. How many of us know that there is a difference between what we need and what we want? For example, we all need clothes to wear, but what we want is the limited edition Adidas Ultra Boost. We need rest, but what we want is 14 days in this all-inclusive resort looking over the emerald blue ocean, right? I mean, I hear some of you saying amen right there, right now. I get it. We need a house, a shelter, some kind of live-in. But what we want is this farmhouse designed specifically by Chip and Joanna Gaines, right? That's what we want, but not necessarily what we need. And there is a difference. So there are three principles of the miracles of God's provision we're going to look at today. So if you're taking notes, write this first thought down. I love this so much. When God guides, he always provides. When God is the one guiding you, his provision is always following. Isaiah 58, 11, it's a super rich verse. The Lord will guide you always, right? So he's guiding you. What's he going to do? Then he will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. You see, when everything around you is barren, the God of the universe is going to provide your needs when you're being led by him. But understand this. He doesn't provide for your dreams. He doesn't respond to your ambitions. He simply provides for his will. And when you're walking in sync with his will and purpose, his provision will always, always be there. Some of you might think, God, where are you? God, I've got this mortgage payment that's due at the same time my car payment is due, and I've planned the vacation that I felt led by the Spirit to book, not knowing how I was going to pay for it, and I've yet to pay off Christmas of 2014. Where are you, God? Understand something. Is it possible that God has provided your needs, yet you took the provision and spent it on your wants? I know I'm getting up in somebody's business today. Because here's the thing, God's provision is not a get-out-of-jail-free card for our stupid financial decisions. It's just not. 
And I just, I, I believe God is calling us back to this place of understanding what his promises are and just letting those flow into our lives. One of my favorite examples in the Old Testament is the story of the man named Abraham. You may not be familiar with the story, but Abraham and his wife Sarah ached and longed for one thing, and it was a child, a son. And the son was the promise of God that Abraham would become the father of many nations. And so day after day, Abraham and Sarah, they prayed and they waited. Year after year, prayed and waited. Decade after decade. I mean, talk about faith. Prayed and waited. And finally, the promise comes in the birth of a boy, Isaac. And God puts Abraham to the test. He says, Abraham, take your son to the mountain and offer him as a sacrifice. I mean, how long has he waited for this boy? And God, you want me to take him up and sacrifice him? Just imagine the walk up the mountain. Isaac has seen his father sacrifice and worship God before. He's carrying the wood. He knows what's happening. Isaac asks his daddy, where's the sacrifice, dad? And Abraham responds in Genesis 22, verse 8. And he says, God himself will provide the lamb. You see that faith? So they go up the mountain. They build the altar. Courageously, faithfully, Abraham lays his son on the altar, ties him down, and lifts a knife. Now, in our culture, none of this makes sense. At this time, it was a totally different story. And at the moment his knife goes up, the Bible says that an angel appeared and says, Don't lay a hand on the boy, for I know that you fear God. Now, here's where the provision comes. Verse 13 of Genesis 22. Abraham looked up, and over in the thicket, he sees a ram caught by its horns. I mean, how convenient. He went over, and he took the ram, sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham named the mountain this place Jehovah-Jireh. The Lord will provide. What do we know? Abraham was fixed on the will of God, fixed on it. He answered his son before he even reached the top. I know my God will provide the lamb himself. What we often struggle with, if we're honest, is not being fixed on God, but being fixated on what we lack. And if that's the lens you're going to look through at your life through, you're going to see what you describe as an unfaithful God. When he has always been true to keep his promise. God, listen, when God is the one guiding you, his provision is always there. You're going to have moments where you fear, moments when you freak out, but his provision is always there so long as he's leading you and you are obeying. When God guides, he always provides. The second thing, write this down, God miraculously multiplies what is given. It's a miracle how God works. Now, sometimes God's going to do it all by himself. He doesn't need you like he doesn't need any of us. So sometimes he's going to save Jonah single-handedly. I mean, you're drowning. I'm going to send a fish. It's going to swallow you. You'll be fine. Sometimes the Israelites are out in the wilderness, and God decides, you know what? I'm going to put a Panera bread right in heaven and drop bagels down. They weren't bagels, but it was bread. And for those of you who are new to the faith, There wasn't literally a Panera in the sky, but bread did fall from heaven. God's like, I got this. 
But sometimes, church, God wants to build your faith. Sometimes God invites you to be a part of his miracle. When does he do it? How does he do it? He simply asks you to give. He asks you to give. And that's what does he do. When you and I give, he miraculously takes what we give and he multiplies it. Think about the three stories we talked about earlier in this message. The widow pours out the oil. When did the multiplication happen? Before she poured it or as she poured it? When did the loaves and the fishes multiply to feed the multitude on the mountainside? Not before, as the little boy said, Jesus, you can have my lunch. When did Abraham become the father of many nations? Many argue is at the moment that he offered to God his first and only son. This is a miracle in the adventure of being a follower of Jesus Christ. What this is, it's, it's a miracle of God's multiplication. He is simply inviting you to be a part of that miracle. What do we know? Our God always miraculously multiplies what is given. Paul writes to the church in Corinth in chapter 9, verse 10. He says, This generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer, which becomes bread for our meals. See, multiplication has already happened. It's even more extravagant towards you. First, he supplies every need plus more. Then he multiplies the seed. When? As you sow it. If he multiplied it before we sowed it, it wouldn't have required any faith. And the whole point of this is for us to grow our faith. So God multiplies it as, as we sow it. The principle goes all the way back to the tithe. Some people believe that the tithe was a part of the Levitical law. It was in there, but the first example of the tithe was 400 years prior to God giving the Moses the law. And then it was reaffirmed by Jesus in the New Testament. And there is very few things that declare in your own life that God is your, your provider, like honoring him with the tithe. What is it? It's the first tenth of our income. It's not 10% of your income. It's the first 10% of your income. Because God always has to be first. You know, I had an aha moment when I was studying the story of Abraham. Because I was scratching my head, God, why? why would you ask him for Isaac? Was it God's will to take Isaac, to take his son Isaac? No. Why would God ask him to do that? God knew the purpose that he had for Abraham's life. And he knew that Abraham couldn't carry the weight of his calling if he was holding anything back from God. Does God really need your 10%? Laughably, no. It is all his. What do we know? God has a purpose for your life. And God wants you to know that when you truly get to the point of putting him first in every area, now you're ready to carry the weight of his calling on your life. And that's why God longs for us to put him first. Why? Because every time you give, every time you sow a seed, God multiplies it to change eternity of somebody else. Can somebody give God a praise for a miracle when he does it, right? Can you write where you're as you're listening? I mean, it's a miracle. And it's all because God multiplies what you give. Don't ever forget this. In every story of need, there's always a miracle of provision. Let's review what we've covered so far. What do we know? Thought number one, when God guides, 
He always provides. If we pursue his will, his provision will follow. When God directs our step, he always puts provision in our path. When God guides, he provides. Secondly, God miraculously multiplies what is given. What you keep is all you have, but what you give, God multiplies. Thought number three, and this to me is really the most exciting. Number three, what do we know? That you might be a part of God's miraculous provision. You might be an answer to someone else's prayer. In fact, this is what Paul told Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 9.11. He said that you will be enriched in every way. Why? So you could have more and more for yourself? No. He said you will be enriched in every way so that you could be generous on every occasion. And through your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Do you realize that when God miraculously provides, you often might be a part of a miracle story? When God uses what he trusts to you to be a blessing or an answer prayer to someone else, you might be a part of this miraculous provision. You have something someone needs and you bless them with it? Generosity is a word of encouragement, a prayer, a listening ear in a time of need. And they will thank God because of your faithfulness. Because God may meet a need in someone else's life through you. Whenever there's a need in Scripture, our God miraculously provides. What if I don't have enough? What if I can't make a difference? You see, there's a difference between fear and faith. Fear asks, what if I run out? Faith asks, what do I have to give? Fear says, I can't afford to tithe. Faith says 90% with God's blessing goes further than 100% without. Fear says, I don't have enough. Faith says, my God is more than enough. You remember, you internalize it. You believe it. If you are in need, Scripture says this, and my God will meet all your needs according to his riches and his glory in Christ Jesus. And sometimes your God will miraculously meet a need through you, miraculously show up by your power through your goodness and continue to meet the needs of others. I hope today that you are encouraged. And I really believe that if you are in a need, that God is going to miraculously provide, either by himself alone, but most of the time through somebody else. But I also believe that God wants to use us to provide those needs for others. And I'm going to pray right now for just this supernatural, miraculous power of provision in your life. Not only to meet your needs, but that's so that you and I can meet the needs of others. Father, I just pray right now in Jesus' name that, Lord, you would provide in a miraculous way. Lord, you would take what we give and multiply it so others' lives could be changed. Father, that you would use us as part of the miracle in this situation of provision. But, Lord, none of us, none of us would ever fear, but we would have faith to believe that no matter what we're going through, you are a God that will provide, and you are going to do it miraculously in our life and through our life. Father, we thank you for everything that you're doing. We thank you that you're a God that multiplies. And I pray that each one of us would be a giver with a cheerful heart and give to the kingdom to God to see it further. 
God bless you today. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We're going to be starting a new series next week. Make sure you check back in. Every Saturday we drop a new one. But I'm just hoping that this whole series, if you just hear tuning in today, go back and listen to them because I believe that we serve a miraculous God. Pigs will fly with Jesus is in control. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to today's message. You can hear all of Pastor Chris's messages at www.godmode.life. Join us next week as we continue on in this series. Please leave a review of this podcast at podchaser.com.